This episode of Writing Excuses is brought to you by Audible. Visit audiblepodcast.com slash excuse to start your free trial membership. This is Writing Excuses Season 6, Episode 19, Pitching. 15 minutes long because Writing Excuses is a 15 minute long podcast that you should listen to because we are all very clever and we talk about writing and it is things that uh, writers should all be listening to. And, and we're not yeah. that smart. Is that not a very good pitch? No, that's no. not a very good pitch. Sorry, mm. Howard. But yeah. you're here to learn. So we'll right teach now. you. Okay, teach me how to make a, Theoretically. Make a good pitch. <laughs> Besides, our listeners are in a hurry. And we're not that smart. <laughs> well, there's 35 seconds. We're not getting back. Um, <laughs> okay, so pitching. We get this request a lot. And the longer I've been in the business, uh, the more I've come to understand how poorly new writers pitch. In a way that I wish I had understand as a new writer because I pitched poorly. So this podcast is going to be talking about pitches. We're going to talk about three different types of pitches. Um, basically... You know, your first one is your one-liner. Your mm -hmm. elevator pitch is what they call it. We'll then move on to the sort of three or four paragraph explanation. And then the last thing for the pitch is if you happen to get into a nice deep conversation, where to go from there. The first and two are the most important. The, the reason that you need to have all three of these prepared, say that you're going to Worldcon or World Fantasy or, you, you know, somewhere where you're intending to meet an editor or an agent and try to pitch them, uh, you need to have all of these ready based on the situation. If you just happen to you know, run into an editor, hey, can I tell you about my book? Well, what's it about? One sentence, Yep, and you're done. And if you can distinctly and succinctly describe your book in one sentence, you're great. If they have more time, you want a nice little 30-second to 60-second thing yeah. so that you're still not overwhelming them, but you are giving them more information. Yeah. The reason it's called an elevator pitch is because, in theory, you should be able to give it in the time it takes to get between one floor and the next. Yep. Yeah, but this is, this is actually really important, guys. Um, being able to boil down your story to one sentence, it's excruciating, for, particularly for us epic fantasy writers. But you've got to be able to do it. Um, so many new writers, you know, editors get this scared look in their eyes when someone says, I'm a writer. You know, I'm a They start to glaze over. Because mm -hmm. they've been cornered by so many writers who won't stop talking about their book for minutes and minutes on end, and the longer that goes, the editor's mind is just going, oh, Well, and, this and is the other problem, in addition to just talking too much, is that what you end up saying is so generic yeah. that it's useless to the editor or agent. Yeah, if yep. I had one piece of advice to offer, it's that if you think the pitch that you are giving right now to this editor is not going well, adding more words won't help. Yep. <laughs> it's, time, <laughs> yep. it's time to stop. And just bow out and acknowledge, you, you know what, I need to work on my pitch. I'm sorry. Yep. And, and we see this a lot at conventions uh, when, you know, people will ask us, because we're apparently experts now, will ask us for advice and I say, well, tell me about your book. Ooh, well, it's, it's, about... it's uh, so much stuff. And when, uh, yeah. if they have anything to say, it's often a comparison to somebody else, which is not bad, mm -hmm. but still doesn't tell you a ton. One of the best pieces of advice I got from Jim Mintz was, um, he, he said, so what are you working on? And I was like, I have it, I And he's, a, he's an editor at Bain. And what he said was, don't tell me the plot, tell me what it's about. Mm -hmm. Which was really useful for me, um, because I was trying to describe what happened. Mm -hmm. And right. that's not what they need to know. What they need to know is, 
what kind of book is it? Who does it yeah. likely to appeal to? Not, not this is going to appeal to all fans of Harry Potter. Yeah. Not that. Let, let's start with the one sentence. Okay. And I will give you my pitch mm-hmm. for Hollow City. It's okay. my book coming out next year. The one sentence for that is, it's the story about a man with schizophrenia who realizes that some of the monsters he sees are real. It's a great one sentence that's pitch. fantastic. Now, one thing that that's doing, and I'm going to give you this point of advice, listeners, proper names. Keep as few of them in your p- pitch, both for one sentence and uh, the multi-paragraph mm-hmm. as possible. One name, maybe. Yeah. Otherwise, you can just drop the name and say it's about a guy. Because what's going to happen is you, I find a lot of new writers come and they, they'll pitch to me and they'll have, it's in, you know, it's his name is Fargnas and he lives in the kingdom of Sparpatia mm-hmm. and in Sparpatia the, you know, and then you <laughs> yeah. go into this. It, it, the, the pitch I just gave you, the guy's name is Michael. Mm-hmm. But if I tell you that, that doesn't increase your interest or knowledge of the story whatsoever. And the, the thing about that pitch is that the, with the exception of the word schizophrenia, yeah. um, nothing in that pitch tells me whether it's fantasy or science fiction or horror. You tell me that somebody has, somebody is seeing things and some of the things he sees are real. See, but and mentioning schizophrenia tells me immediately locks in a genre but it could be it could be science fiction with the addition of you know one or two words yeah yeah um, robot yeah <laughs> a robot with schizophrenia now i'm gonna say dan you could say michael is a man with schizophrenia you, because you certainly your name could. is normal enough and mm-hmm. even just one name of it if it comes off the tongue even if his name is you know tam tam is a yeah. it's not a normal but if i tried American. to say michael lives in uh, chicago yes. and go is a inmate at the powell psychiatric institute yes. and at that point i'm giving you more information than you need in order to know whether my story is interesting or not yep and one of the goals with the pitch is actually to make someone's say, oh, that's interesting, tell me more. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mary, how do you pitch uh, Shades of Milk and Honey? Jane Austen with magic. That's all you Fantastic. need. Um, one of the other things that I've heard um, professionals tell me a lot about it, about pitching, is what has been mentioned here. Try to get across what type of category of book it is, mm-hmm. if you can. And Jane Austen with magic is perfect. Now, you don't want to go overboard on the it's this meets this. And yet, occasionally, that can be effective. That can be very effective. At, um, at, we were doing a pitch session at uh, JordanCon, and the author there um, was David Biko, and he was saying, yeah, I've, I'm writing a book that's um, Harry Dresden um, meets Samuel Adams. And it's a that this meets this. Cool. And that's actually a pretty... Yeah. It yeah. tells you everything you need to know about this book in your one-sentence pitch. It's new, but it's like some of these things. It's a mm-hmm. historical Harry Dresden book. It's a historical... Um, you know, yeah. urban fantasy wizard story. And what they're doing with that is that you're picking, you're, you're basically using shorthand. It's not, I'm going to pick this highly popular thing so that yes. you will think my book is also hi- going to be highly popular. Mm-hmm. You're picking something that's popular because it's recognizable and that exactly. makes it yeah. useful shorthand. That was a big thing when we had uh, my agent on the podcast now months ago. Uh, she, she talked about that. Uh, you know, don't just say Harry Potter, Twilight, Eat, yeah. pray, love, you know, whatever the big book of the month is, uh, because that's not going to tell anyone about your story. Right. But adding, taking something, if it's seriously like, you know... Yeah, if it literally is Harry Potter and Samuel Adams, then say that. Right. Um, so, there we are. That's the one-sentence pitch. Short, quick, if you can do it in four or five words, do it. Your goal with the one-sentence pitch is to make them say, 
tell me more so you can move into the three paragraph pitch where you can actually explain about your story. Mm -hmm. For one sentence is only a... What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What do you call it? Um, a hook. All yeah. right. It's a hook. It's an appetizer. Let's do Easy. our book of the week, though, before we move on to um, the longer ones. Uh, Mary, you are going to do our book of the week this week. Uh, I was going to do The Dispossessed by Ursula K. Le Guin, and the, uh, the tagline for that is that it's an ambiguous utopia. Okay. I thought I would try and well, do it as short as possible. Well, you already told us it was by Ursula K. Le Guin. Isn't that all of her stuff? <laughs> <laughs> this, is, uh, this is a science fiction book that is set on two different planets, and the thing that's interesting about it is that either of those planets could be seen as a utopia, but it completely depends on how you define utopia. And it's fascinating. The other thing that is interesting about it is it introduces the word ansible into the science fiction vocabulary. Oh, cool. Excellent, which has become essentially evergreen. Everyone uses that yes. to mean mm -hmm. faster than light communications. Yeah. Um, so, the dispossessed Howard, how can we get it? Uh, audiblepodcast.com slash excuse. You can kick off a 14-day free trial membership and download uh, The Dispossessed by Ursula K. Ursula K. Le Guin, or any number of the uh, fine audiobooks, and uh, support the podcast. Yep, details on our website that you can read about that uh, deal. All right, let's move on to the, the longer pitch. Let's say you've got the editor and you've told them your one-sentence pitch, which is brilliant, and then they say, all right, tell me more. Where do you go from there? Well, like we said in the beginning, you have to have something ready so that you don't just say blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And what, what you're looking for here is again, you're, you don't want to tell them the whole plot. You're, you're not giving them a plot synopsis. You're telling them why your book is cool yep. and why Still they will be interested in stay it. Stay away from too many names. I can't emphasize this enough, mm -hmm. particularly in fantasy. The best way, I think, to look at creating this is to imagine describing somebody else's book that you are incredibly excited about. Mm. You're going to focus on the, the gee whiz factor. Right. You're going to usually, I would say, pick one concept, maybe one character and one concept, and you're going to pick something that's interesting that you can describe in um, you know, three paragraphs. This is essentially the movie trailer for your book rather than the tagline for your book. And stay away from rhetorical questions. We're not talking about one man, but you are going to want the experience to be, wow, there is something cool about this book. I want to experience this whole book. The hard thing about this is you have to pick that one concept and then talk about it, even if it's not even the main core of your book. It has to be a, an important element, but it doesn't mm -hmm. have to be the main core. It just has to be interesting, something you can talk about for three paragraphs or a minute, two minutes. Yeah, and I, I hesitate to give any examples because we don't want to eat up two to three minutes of our podcast right. with an example pitch. But uh, Reading the backs of books can be a good way to approach this. Mm -hmm. One big difference, however, is that an editor or an agent that you're pitching to can know the ending. 
the back of the book can't reveal too much. An agent or an editor certainly can. In fact, you, yeah. you want to. If your cool thing about your book is this awesome twist ending, you can go ahead and give the awesome twist ending as the last line of your three-paragraph pitch if you've set it up well, and then make them say, that is awesome, I want to read this book. If I were pitching The Sixth Sense, I would pitch it with the last line being the last, uh, the, the, you know, the yeah. secret of the movie. The, the That's secret. how I'd pitch that. Um, a friend of mine pitched to me uh, Robert Reed's book, Marrow. Uh-huh. And his pitch to me was way more effective than the synopsis that's on the back of the book. Mm-hmm. Um, let me take just a moment and read you the synopsis on okay. the back. The ship has roamed the universe for longer than any of the immortal crew can recall. Its true purpose and origins unknown. It's larger than many planets, housing thousands of alien races and just as many secrets. Now one of those secrets has been discovered. When he described it to me, he said, um, it's what happens when a group of humans who are functionally immortal uh, discover a spaceship the size of Jupiter and meet things that can actually kill them. See, those are actually both effective <laughs> they're pitches. Both, yeah. They're both Yours good. Yours is better. Yeah, the he, one that you the, yeah the, well, and the reason it was better is because it was a face-to-face meeting, yeah. and he was telling me what interested him. You've yeah. got immortal people, only now they've found something that can actually kill them. It actually poses a threat. And that engaged me. The other thing that that does effectively, which is, I think, a useful thing, is that it ends with something that begs for a question. Mm-hmm. It's... Things that can kill them, which immediately begs you to say, what well, things what can, is it? Yeah. yeah, what things can kill them? And part of the reason that's useful is that it gets the editor potentially into a longer conversation. Yes. Mm-hmm. And a lot of this is about building relationships. Yep. If you can come out of this having segued into at you know the bar or whatever, a good half hour discussion about what you find exciting in science fiction and what the editor finds exciting in science fiction that leaves your book. And then, you know, comes exactly. back to it at the end. Then you've accomplished something awesome. Um, yeah, the thing I would stay away from in that long conversation, talk about your book. Talk about your things. Don't say, um, I think this is good because it's better than this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah don't yeah, yeah. knock things. But you know what? Even in that longer conversation, leave your book. Talk about what's exciting in the genre Oh, you know, like, you. okay, yeah. 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 I, yeah. I see that. But well, in, yeah. in pitching your book, yeah. don't... Don't, don't knock don't, other people. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. The thing is, that's very common in Hollywood. So if you live out in California, it's kind of what they do. Oh, this is way better than that. Don't do that, okay, Please. in New York. The other thing, um, when you're talking to an editor, you know, once you've done the pitch, after they've asked you to pitch, please avoid just pouncing on people. Yeah, yes. Um, is people always find themselves to be the most interesting topic? Yeah. So asking them about what themselves, what, mm-hmm. what they're working on, what, the, you know, what they've read recently, will also tell you more, give you more information that will help you tailor your pitch to fit their interests. Yep. Mm-hmm. What we're talking about now is the third kind of pitch, which is you know, the, the larger conversation where you are equipped to talk not only about your own book, but about anything that will keep that person's attention that you were talking to. Well, and the way to do that is to let them do a lot of the talking. Mm -hmm. And this should be natural social skill, but most of us don't have it. We're new writers um, at this era. We're nervous, and so we just start talking. Go ahead and let them talk. Find out what this editor's interested in. This editor may not be a good match for you. 
Um, we talked about this a lot in yeah. our episode on approaching editors, and I think we, we just need to can of worms that whole discussion, yeah, the whole social skills of... You know yeah. what? I'm, I'm going to actually take this a different direction and give it just a few more points of advice that I've heard. Uh, one thing is, you do want to have your pitch rehearsed, particularly the three-paragraph, yes. but don't make it sound too rehearsed. Yes. This is the, this you're is you're a not trick. performing. If it yeah. sounds like you're reciting you know, something. And so the way to do this is to write it out, practice saying it, but then allow yourself to get energetic about it and say, oh, it's great. It is, you know, don't just, well, and then go line by line in your pitch. And don't just practice it in front of a mirror. Practice yeah. it to people. Yeah. Absolutely. Grab your friends and your family and say, okay, sorry, I'm going to describe this book to you again 10 more times. Let's... Some of the more most frustrating and most profitable uh, pitch practice I've had was at Worldcon in Denver where I was sitting at my table hawking comic books yeah. and I finally arrived at it's epic science fiction being told four panels at a time here have a sample you know I am um, where I learned to pitch honestly was sitting at the book table doing my first book signings when nobody was there trying to convince passerbys to buy my book and <laughs> step by step I got better at pitching mm -hmm. um, and it's long it's painful it's useful Yep. I learned to do it selling puppet shows. Mm. As, as maybe a final note, because we're running out of time, um, I heard this great story in uh, Minneapolis from a writer that I met there, and I asked her if I could share it. Um, she was at a, at a pitching uh, like class at a conference and had the opportunity to pitch to Moshe Fetter, my editor and Brandon's editor, and pitched this great story, this very cool twist on uh, the Sleeping Beauty story in which... She's asleep for a thousand years and is telepathically controlling the movement of all of these nations. And then the prince kisses her and she wakes up and loses all of that power. And Moshe said, that's brilliant. Please send it to me. And she said, I haven't written it yet. <laughs> so if you're going to be pitching something, especially if it's that effective and cool, make sure you have it ready. Yeah. Or... Or make sure you can write very, can very quickly yes, ready. and you don't can admit get it ready in time. You know, make make sure that there's ammo in your gun when you're called upon to fire it. All right. Howard, you've got a... Um, a I've got prompt. a writing prompt. I've got a writing prompt. Take three of your favorite books. Go ahead and look at the back cover copy if you want to. Take three of your favorite books. Write, you know, one of each pitch for each of those books. So you're writing nine things. You're learning to pitch somebody else's stuff. And then, and here's the hard part. You need to make one of your friends read one of those books by using those pitches. All right. This has been Ryan Excuses. You're out of excuses. Now go pitch. To actual other people. If you aren't familiar with Locus Magazine, they're a long-standing and respected website, magazine, archive, and resource for science fiction, fantasy, and horror. Basically, they're the industry magazine for our genre. They also run the annual Locus Awards, a top-tier award that recognizes new, diverse, and excellent voices in speculative fiction. They tell the storyteller's stories through author interviews, book reviews, curated reading lists, international industry news, obituaries, and more. Locus has meant a lot to me, both personally and professionally. In my career, I've been interviewed by them, and I've also turned to them as a source of understanding who is involved in the industry. Locus is holding their annual fundraising drive to keep their doors open, lights on, and future bright. I'll be contributing to their crowdfunding campaign by donating a cutscene, some original art, 
and a couple of other things like, do you want to do a one-on-one chat with me? So join me in supporting Locus. Locus. 